Today is our annual meeting Sunday, and it's my custom on this Sunday, rather than to preach a a traditional sermon, to rather invite us as a community into conversation around some questions and uh, talking with each other and then having a little time uh, to share some of those questions. We have just heard perhaps one of the most famous uh, stories in the Bible of Jesus calling the disciples. And we tend to see this passage as them leaving everything to follow Jesus. They leave uh, their profession, they leave their livelihood, they leave their father. They leave pretty much everything and head off to follow Jesus. This tends to foster uh, a notion that following Jesus means leaving your life behind and entering into the unfamiliar. A mentor of mine, a priest named Rob Voyle, who I worked with many years ago, taught me a different perspective on this passage and on how Jesus calls the disciples and calls each one of us. And it hinges on one phrase from the gospel we just heard. Jesus says to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Now, who, who here likes to fish? Any fishermen? So maybe you can relate to this. Jesus is not telling them to stop fishing. Jesus is saying to them, Oh, you like to fish? I'll show you fishing. You really want to fish? Let's go. It's like Jesus saying, Yeah, Phoenix Lake is great. Maybe, but I'm going to take you to Alaska on a fishing trip. Jesus is not telling them to abandon what they love to do, but to do it more deeply. And that's how Jesus calls each one of us into ministry to do more deeply what we love to do. Jesus calls us out of what we love to do, not to abandon our lives, but to follow him out of the essence of who we are. So it's about what do we love to do and how does Jesus call us to do that in a way that serves Jesus and serves other people. So what do you love to do? Think about what you love to do. Now, I'm going to ask you to think about it beyond everyone says, oh, I love to be with my family. And that's great. And I hope that's true. So, uh, (laughs) beyond that, what do you love to do? And then I want you to think about what you love to do as a metaphor for your resourcefulness. 
Because that's what Jesus was doing, right? He saw the disciples fishing, and what he saw was their resourcefulness and how that could be used for ministry. I need followers. These people love to fish. I could make them fish for people. So he called them out of their essence, out of their resourcefulness. So what is your resourcefulness? What is the essence of what you love to do? Now, I know this is a big question, but I want to invite you to turn to people near you, one or two or however you want, talk amongst yourselves, and share for a moment what do you love to do? What do you love to do? Go for it. All right, we're going to move on to, uh, towards the next question. Some of you know that uh, before I went to seminary, I worked as a bartender for several years. And uh, I loved being a bartender. And it wasn't that I loved making cocktails. It's that I actually really loved trying to provide great service. And I loved the interaction with people at the bar. I loved trying to remember uh, what drink someone always ordered so that I could actually give it to them before they even asked for it. Or remember who didn't drink so I could offer them something else. It was about kind of that service. And I've realized that that was sort of uh, the essence that I felt Jesus called me to, right, in the priesthood. And, and even though I've heard more confessions as a bartender than I have as a priest, um, that is true. Um, there was something about, right, I wasn't called to stop what I loved about being a bartender to be a priest. I was called to do it in a way that served more people in a more uh, significant way. So I want to invite us to imagine that Jesus is calling you more deeply into what you love to do for the service of others. I want you to imagine following that call from Jesus to you. Imagine what does that look like, you moving more deeply into doing what you love to do for the sake of Jesus' call. Imagine, jump ahead a year to annual meeting Sunday in 2016, and you've spent the next year trying to live more deeply into Jesus' call to do what you love to do for the service of others. What are you doing differently? If it's, Janu- if it's annual meeting Sunday, 2016, and you've spent a year doing that, what's different now? What are you doing differently? What does your life look like now as you do that? I'm going to invite you to talk some more. And then I'm going to invite uh, those a few people who wish to share with the congregation. I'll come through with a microphone. And uh, as I like to say, all may, none must, some should. So so, I invite you back into conversation for a few minutes.
All right. I'm going to uh, I'm going to come through the congregation now, and if you uh, want to share something of uh, what you'll be doing differently a year from now, uh, invite you to uh, to share that. Oh, all right. We got to take her. My name's Ted. Can you hear me? Uh, I may have started. I may have started off on the wrong track because I said what I like to do is uh, I like to hike and backpack alone. But I failed to mention that I also like to hike and backpack with others, and I like to share my experiences hiking and backpacking, especially in the Sierras. And I've gotten a lot of po- very positive responses from other people who have been inspired by my trips and my photographs. And um, a great goal for me would be to figure out a way to involve others and help others become part of this Really, very rewarding experience. So that's what I had in mind. Great. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm Nancy Danielson, and I can only speak of the past, not the present (laughs) or the future very much. But my husband was in the first aircraft carrier that was sunk in World War II by a kamikaze. And so when we met we decided our life would be a life of peace and sharing, and we tried to do that. We joined a group called Beyond War and went from Russia to all over Europe uh, trying to see how people can meet and move forward. So at my tender age, all I can do is talk about those things and this is a good place to start to find the right peace. Amen. Um, good morning. I'm Mary Jane Chatela, and we agreed that um, food, horticulture, cooking are very big in our lives, and St. John's provides opportunities for that because of our rest program and the Mill Street cooking, so we do that. My new concern as I get older is thinking about our senior citizens that I consider the backbone of this church, and I feel that they're underserved. I would like to see a a visiting program for seniors that are in retirement homes and don't get out easily to come to functions at the church. I'd like them to know that it continues to be a vibrant community, and we miss them. Not just their money, but we miss their presence. My daughter and myself, I'm Susan Ifantich. We're avid volunteers for guide dogs in, Ter- in, in San Rafael, and we foster uh, guide dogs for grids who can no longer take care of them or who are sick temporarily. So I know this will go on, and next year I'll be just having a different foster guide dog. It's a wonderful organization, and it gives back a lot with our help. Well, it's good for me to put this out loud because this I'm hoping by this time next year that Dennis and I, I'm Jan Furby, Dennis and I will have participated in another global volunteer project. We're debating. We think we can't afford it. We get into all these hassles about it. I hope we'll have the courage to go ahead. It's working in a hospital in Romania. 
I'm China Galland. I'm relatively new here, and I just walked in. So all I know is what the gentleman, Bill Richardson, in the back told me that you were asking people (laughs) questions. So I'm getting the drift and taking a chance that this won't be off topic. But I have really been moved by bringing my grandchildren here, by the children's program, which I've just been very excited about, the music, the the, uh, care that people pour into this community. And it's the only one I've ever attended outside of what I had been raised in, the Catholic Church, or anyway. Um, so it's been great to be welcomed here. I was particularly moved by the position that you took, Chris, about Ferguson, Missouri, and the concern expressed and the forum that took place. And I would like to support that continuing concern because it's so easy for us to not um, participate and issues that are difficult to look at. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ann Doyle, and um, this year, finally going to make it happen with Amy's help. I think that we're going to actually bring a little bit of Malawi into our lives. They're our sister parish, and it's time we get to know our brothers and sisters over there. So anybody interested, please see me. Jan Hagland, uh, clergy and law enforcement chaplain with police, San Rafael Police and San Francisco Division of the FBI and other agencies, and I love serving that population who work so hard to keep us safe. So it is truly, truly a privilege. So on this uh, annual Sunday uh, for St. John's, it's also an opportunity for us as a church to think about what do we as a community love to do, and how can we as a church move more deeply into following Jesus out of our resourcefulness, out of the essence of who we are, and, uh, and just do more of what we love to do for the sake of serving others. And my, my prayer, my vision, my hope for St. John's is that we are always a church uh, where people can come and hear Jesus call in their life, uh, where they can be nourished to follow Jesus, and a place where all of us can live out our call in ministry.